Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? That wasn't fun for the Heat. No, it was not. <laughs> uh, we, are also, we are also joined once again this week by uh, Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, uh, who was in the bubble and, and got to witness that beatdown in person. Tim, what's up? I'm telling you, I... I, I, I missed most of it, to be honest. I was watching The Real Housewives of Orange County, and let me tell you, those women are crazy! <laughs> uh, where do we start? Where do we start? Um, that was pretty ugly. It was, I mean, that was as ugly, obviously the biggest blowout loss the Heat has had in the playoffs. Um, first time all postseason, they are down 1-0, or down at all in a series, I guess I should say. Um... And it went, like, from really bad to as ugly as could be in that second half when we realized that Goran's uh, injury, whatever he had in the first half, was serious. We found out after the game it is a uh, torn plantar fascia, which I did not realize was, like, a thing. I knew plantar fasciitis was a thing. I didn't know that plantar fascia was a thing. Um, and then, obviously, we're also monitoring uh, Bam Adebayo, after he went down with that uh, shoulder injury that you know has appeared to be nagging him for a couple of rounds now, um, seemed to re-aggravate it in the third quarter. Uh, we were recording this, I guess we should say, it's 10 a.m. right now on Thursday, so stuff could change um, with these injury updates. But right now it is a, it's not looking good for the Heat. Yeah, uh, you know, the loss is one thing, obviously. Um, I think I saw on Twitter, and this is a fact because I remember, <laughs> um, the three championships they've won, they've lost game one in. So right. I mean, that, that happens. That, I mean, it's a game. It's one loss. You move on. This team is pretty resilient. But the injuries are the biggest concern. You know, Goran, I know he hasn't been ruled out for the series yet, and players in the past have played through the pain. Um, but you have to think, you know, even if he does play. Um, and look, Goran is a free agent. He's, he's going to be a free agent. He's 34. Um, you know, he has to, you know, that's a decision he has to make, obviously. But even if he does play, you'd have to think he's not going to be 100%. And then, bam, you know, he's played through the shoulder injury, really. I don't know. I mean, the first time we saw it really was in the East Finals. Um, and he played in Game 6 and was probably his best performance of the season. So he's played through the pain and done well. But, again, you have to wonder, you know, how much more of this he could take. Is he going to be 100% moving forward? I mean, those are two of the Heat's three best players in this playoffs. Uh, you could argue Bam has been the Heat's best player. Goran has been the team's leading scorer. Um, against the Lakers, you can't afford to lose either of those guys for any any amount of games. Um, so that's definitely, the, to me, the top headline uh, from game one. I, I the, the Goran thing... The Goran thing is obviously disappointing because, I mean, look, we're not... I mean, I'm just going to say this. It's not the most professional thing in the world, but, like, you know, we can't be fans. I mean, we're just not. We can't. I mean, we're writers, and I don't think sometimes the readers yeah. understand that. Um, it's, Do you it's, feel for him? It's tough, yeah. No. I, I genuinely like Goran Dragic as a guy, and I know that, you know, players have come back. Udonis Haslam came back, and I think it was six days from a torn plantar fascia, which does not mean it's healed, by the way. It just right. means you found a way to manage the pain in six days. Um, you know, Joe Johnson, um, I think it was Woj that pointed this out. Joe Johnson, 
Um, yeah, in 2013. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I really want to see Goran Dragic in this series. I don't want to see a 34-year-old going into free agency after a 12-month season. I know they took four months off, but he really didn't. I mean, he was working a mm-hmm. fair amount throughout it. I don't want to see him jeopardize his future like that. I really don't. Um, so, Bam's fine. Like, Bam is a... Bam is... Bam's been playing with us for a while. I think if it wasn't a 300-point game last night, he, he would have probably stuck it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Goron's going to try it. I just can't shake that feel. I, I should say, listen, I, we're, as we're taping this Thursday morning, we haven't talked to the Heat today yet. We don't know. I, I, I get the sense that he's going to try it. Um, I know he was incredibly emotional last night, not in a devastated, how could this happen to me way. It was more of a, um, what are we going to do? How am I going to get out there? I, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. What we got to do? What I got to do? I mean, tape it, whatever. I mean, he wants to play so bad. It's crazy. Um, now, all that being said, if he's in uniform tomorrow night for game two, he won't be 100%. Right. Obviously. Right. But he means so much to Jimmy Butler. Like, how happy, I mean, how happy would Jimmy Butler be just to see Goran Dragic there? Like, I, I, I do think there's there could be a value to Goran just being available. I think that could help so much. And and so, obviously, we'll get more from Spo today on it. But I, I I'm not, um, I, I'm not betting the house that that we see him again this season. Yeah. Bam, Bam, Bam's playing tomorrow. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed. Bam, like 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 Anthony said, we've seen. Didn't we see? I feel like we maybe saw it first toward the end of that Milwaukee series, and he like get pulled on it or something we and obviously we don't know how long it was an issue for but yeah it seems like he's gonna what what i got told was what whatever this is and i'm not even fully clear on what this is other than i think it's mostly shoulder yeah i think now it's clear it's a shoulder yeah there was some thought Um, that maybe it was a wrist or whatever early on but now it it seems pretty clear it was a shoulder it seems to be that this version of this injury happened in game three against boston oh yeah um so were there, I mean, I'm sure he's been dinged up, nicked up, right. whatever, since then. But I think this has been going on since game three against Boston. And and when you point out, um, the, the gentleman did drop, what, I know. 14 or 30, yeah. whatever it was in game. He's found ways to do it. I, I do think last night the game was just out of hand. Yeah. Clearly he took a shot. Clearly it was aggravated. It's like, why bother? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and your point, Tim, like, um, uh, I I agree with you. Like thirty four years old, impending free agent. You know, I, I just I, I, I you know he has, that's a tough decision to make. But knowing Goron and being around him, and knowing how much this means to him and his first finals appearance, I, I just would not be surprised if he yeah. at least tries. You know, will he play twenty five thirty minutes? I have no idea. Probably not. I don't know. But I, I just. I, I would not be surprised if he at least tries to get out there. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it, well, the one thing I would say, sorry, David, the one thing I would say about him trying it, my understanding is that once it ruptures, like, it's ruptured. Right. So the upside to this would be, I don't think he can make it worse. I think he, he's just obviously prolonging the recovery. But let's face it, he's not going to be playing basketball again. After this series, he's not playing basketball again for several months. So right. he'll have time. He'll have time before before next season starts, wherever even if he stays in Miami or whatever happens. So, um, it, it's up to it's up to pain management and effectiveness. But he's so contingent on cutting and turning the corner, yeah, yeah, move like that 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 hard turn down down you know down the side of the lane to get to the rim for a layup. That's that's where he lives, and yeah. you take that away from him, boy, it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, sure. and one one question, Tim, because I, I wasn't covering the team back then, obviously that that Udonis Haslam injury. I know you had the Liz Frank injury. There were two separate ones, right? They were not yeah. connected at all. No, to my knowledge, no. I, I don't believe the Liz Frank was. I mean, even even Udonis couldn't play through that. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I I tried to connect with UD last night to get clarity, and by the time, as as you guys might imagine, it was a pretty yeah. rapidly emptying locker room last night. Yeah. So. So, and there was a lot of stuff to chase and not a lot of time to get it. Um, but I, no, the, those, the, those two weren't those two weren't related. In fact, um, I went through some of my notes that I have with me up here, and I think I think Udonis might have done the plantar fascia twice. But you've been in the league for 17 years; you're going to do a lot of stuff twice. So that's not yeah. <laughs> bad. But I'm, I'm not even totally clear if he's done it once or twice. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other concern would be, it, I don't know, again, I don't know if enough about human anatomy, but, like, remember last year in the playoffs, the, the Durant uh, Achilles was, like, kind of occurs because probably in some regard he was trying to play through another injury. So that's the only concern, I guess, then at that point of playing through something like that is, does it lead to injury elsewhere because of the way you have to run or, or anything like that? And But, I mean, as you mentioned, like, he's – the, the story for the Heat in these playoffs, it, in a lot of ways, at least, like, from a national standpoint, I guess it was, you know, Bam's coming out party and, and Tyler Hero, like, taking the leap. But the, the way the Heat got here is because of Goron, basically. Because the Heat didn't have a, a third star all year, Goron became their third star in the playoffs. He's playing the best basketball of his career. Um, I mean, without him, it's not just without him, but without him playing anywhere close to the level he was in the first couple of rounds, the Heat just does not really have a shot in this series, I don't think. For sure. I mean, they don't have... Like, even if he kind of, plays and he's a shell of himself. like Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he's the, he's the Heat's leading scorer in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, people that have not been watching this team don't understand how important Goran is yeah. to this team. Especially, I mean, in the regular season, too. I know he, he's playing even better in the postseason, but even in the regular season, he was so important to this team's success... They need his scoring. They need his leadership. They need his – he settles the offense uh, just like Jimmy Butler does. Um, without him, they don't have enough offensive punch to beat the Lakers. And that's – I mean, I think that's obvious. You know, I, I know Kendrick Nunn played well last night. And if Goran doesn't, Goran doesn't start, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick started the rest of the series. And, you know, he could obviously score. But Goran's efficiency, you know you can rely on him in big moments. Uh, he usually makes the right play. That's the Heat aren't going to replace that. They just aren't. So um, that's it's huge. I mean, that again, the loss is one thing. You know, you don't want to lose by 18 points to start the finals. That's not optimal, obviously. But to lose Goran Dragic potentially 
for the rest of the series, uh, that's crushing. I, I, I absolutely hate the plus minus stat. It's useless and stupid and means nothing. But of course, now to make my point, I'm going to cite it. Mm-hmm. So we all do. Come on. Yes. It's a convenient tool sometimes. I don't read into Tyler being minus 35 last night. Right. I don't read into Andre being minus 25 last night. I think everybody was like minus a million. Last yeah, I think night. everyone was like minus 12 or 13 or worse. Yeah, like, I mean, Kendrick had 18 Except points. for the one guy, I, I think I know what you're about to say. <laughs> In those 15 minutes, they were on the floor. Yeah. He outscored the Lakers by a point. I mean, yeah. they were... They were competitive with Goron on the floor. Um, now, granted, look, this team won a lot of games this year with Kendrick Dunn as the starting point yeah. guard. Um, and he played, you know, twice, I think. He played both games against the Lakers. It's not like this is going to be new to him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not an insult to Kendrick to say you're, you're not Goran Dragic. Yeah. Time of year. They, they won enough games to be the five seed with Kendrick Nunn as the starting point guard. Like that's, they, they won enough games point. to go to the NBA Finals with Goran Dragic as the starting that's, point guard. That's the perfect way to say it, yeah. right there. I, I listen. I, I don't know. It's a chance for Heat Twitter to start using the Nunn better hashtag yeah. again. I guess maybe. I, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's you, you lose game one. And, and Anthony's right, because he said he saw it on Twitter. It was actually in my story, Anthony. Thank you for reading that. <laughs> you know, I think LeBron, LeBron had lost seven straight game ones yeah. in the final. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure – well, actually, I, I know for certain all three of his championships were when they lost game one. All three of the Heat championships were when they lost game one. Mm-hmm. Um, this obviously feels a little different <laughs> than that. Um but it was I, I, guys. I think were definitely more upset last night about Goran's situation than they were. I mean, Jimmy looked pained when he was yeah. talking about it. He he looked in absolute anguish, and I don't think it had anything to do with these guys getting their butts kicked on the court. It, it was the devastation of, are we going to have our guy? And yeah. and he just he's beloved. Um, you can deal with losses. You, you get beat all the time. You you get blown out all the time in basketball. I mean, this yeah. team is not immune yeah. to that. They, they've been somewhat blessed this year. I mean, they lost Myers. Um, you know, Tyler was gone for 15 games or whatever it was. But for the most part, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like there hasn't been like a, a massive injury blow like this. I mean, this is this is probably the worst of the season, isn't it? I, I would think. Yeah, I mean, the Myers and Tyler thing earlier in the year, like you pointed out, were the two. But um, I guess you could also point to Kendrick, you know, when he – got diagnosed with COVID, it's been hard for him to kind of get back to form. But, yeah, I mean, there really hasn't been a major injury where you're like, God, this guy's going to miss the yeah. next six months, you know. And obviously the break obviously helped too because Myers was able to be available once the season resumed and Tyler was able to kind of get back to 100%. Tim, you're but, forgetting yeah, this one. Is it. This is the first time. You're forgetting one, Justice Winslow. Hmm. Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you were – I mean, as you – said basically like it's a game one loss you 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 don't want to like totally write them off at this point but um I don't know that it felt as like you're saying it kind of feels as as hopeless as it could after uh just one game 
um, it was complete in this series. The word you're looking for. This and then, was complete. Yeah. But it is worth noting, like, it's, you know, the Heat, if Goron doesn't suit up again, or, or you know, obviously he's going to suit up at, you know, a percentage of what he has been, they're going to, they're going to look at, it's not like they're going to look at this and be like, oh, we just got beat. Like, you know, we're, we're had no chance. Because they're, they're going to look at it, I'm sure, as a, as a missed opportunity. Because when, I mean, the starting lineup, I know the Heat strength has been the bench all year. Um, and, and all throughout the playoffs, but the starting lineup was outplaying the Lakers' starting lineup at the beginning of the game. Like that, the, they went up big when they had their their big three of Goran, Bam, and Jimmy on the court. And that was when they built that thirteen point lead. And it wasn't until they started swapping pieces in that you know Tyler Hero struggled a little bit when he first checked in. And um, you mentioned the, the massive minus <laughs> numbers for. Iguodala and, and Hero, so obviously something wasn't going well when those guys checked in in the second quarter, and that was or end of the first quarter into the second quarter when the game kind of swung. Um, you know, when the Heat had those three on the court, Bam, Jimmy, Goron, they were playing with the Lakers. They were beating the Lakers, um, and you know, if they were playing with Bam in the first quarter, and they were minus sixteen with Tyler in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler and Iguodala are both minus 16 in the first quarter alone. Um, and, you know, if, if the Heat had lost that game like they did last night and, um, you know, we knew Goran was going to be, oh, it was just a scare, he's going to be fine for game two, I think the Heat could have looked at that first half basically and been like, that's like not at all what our normal seasons look like. Normally we have the better bench. Normally we have the better three-point percentage. Normally we get to the line and make more free throws than our opponent um, and said basically, you know, we, we saw our starting lineup could play with their starting lineup. That was concerned. Probably number one on the list was, you know, is, is Davis and LeBron going to be too much for the Heat to handle in the starting lineup? It wasn't necessarily because when the Heat could match their best against the Lakers best, they were in this game. Um, and what was shocking was what happened when um, the benches were in the game, really. I think it was such a weird game uh, last night for many reasons. Um, like you pointed out, like you thought the Heat's bench was going to be a big advantage, and it was a Lakers bench that got that got them back in the game and and helped get them that big lead in the first half. Um, the Heat's bench was not very good last night uh, until late in the game, and then also the Lakers again were not supposed to be a good three point shooting team. That was one of the Heat's biggest advantages. And they shoot, what, 11 of 17 in the first half? Um, you know, take everything out, like, just in a vacuum. When the Lakers are shooting that way, they're not going to lose. And they had one of their best shooting performances of the playoffs. I, what, I think they, I put in my takeaways yesterday, they're 28-3 and three this season when they shoot better, 38% or better. Like, they're basically unbeatable. When they, and, that's, and that's that they had a really they – they had a poor shooting second half. They were 4-21 from deep. Um, but that first half was so good that uh, it was just really hard for the Heat for the Heat to overcome. And when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis going, and then you have the uh, the shooters making making threes, like good luck. Uh, you know the Heat aren't going to win those games. So again, if there wasn't for the injuries, I'd say look you, as a Heat fan, as a Heat fan, you tip your cap to the Lakers and say you made your shots, and we're going to give you those shots and bet that you're not going to do that four times. Uh, but they did it in Game One and. Um, you know, if the Lakers do that three more times, this is going to be a quick series. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff from last night that I, I really don't 
expect to see again. Like I'm, I'm going through my play by play now. At one point, and I'm not, I'm not piling on Tyler. This is I mean, again plus minus is stupid, mm-hmm. but the number is just so massive. At one point last night, guys, he was minus forty two. <laughs> yeah, and they made that run in the fourth quarter to make it respectable. At one point, he was minus forty two. Yeah. And at that time, the Heat were down by 23, so they were plus 19 without him. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, much of that was at 23 to 10, you know, in the first 13 of the 19 were right there. But I, I, I would venture a guess that Tyler Hero probably is never going to be minus 42 in any game again for the remainder of his NBA career. <laughs> um, and, and the Lakers, they were next to last in the bubble in three point shooting before last night, they were 21st out of the 22 teams that were here. I mean, there have been nights that they have not been able to throw it in the ocean. And then someone told Danny green, it's the NBA finals. So of course he doesn't miss. Um, I, I feel fairly comfortable in, in saying they're not going 11 for 15. Um, and I think at one point they made nine out of 10, which that's not happening either. Yeah. Um, for any, for any team, let alone the Lakers. Yeah. That's the perfect time, right? Like they started making them, they get down 13. Next thing you know, they're up double digits. And right. that's such a punch in the face to the Heat. Like you, teams come back from 10 points down all the time. I mean, the Heat have now blown 19 of these leads this year. I mean, they, they, it happens all the time. But that that swing, you know, to go from up 13 to down double digits so quickly, that's got you back on your heels. And and so it was the just perfect storm for the Lakers last night. And and one thing again from from where I from where I sit from where I although I might change the seat up for game two because it doesn't seem to be working too well for the Heat. Um, I, I'm sitting down underneath one of the baskets, and I thought it was a well officiated game. It wasn't on the officiating. There was that one bizarre sequence where the Lakers got to delay a game at the foul yeah. line, managed to get a review out of it, and Jimmy lost an and one. Not that it matters, but like there was some weird. There was some wonky stuff, as Steph Curry would say, from last year's finals out of that. But um, they were really good at pestering Bam, at poking Bam, pushing Bam, disrupting Bam, annoying Bam, but none of it crossing the line and fouling Bam. Like I think they probably missed a couple because you miss a couple fouls every game. But they were just really good at just like making sure that Bam felt them without without it being, without it escalating to the point of an NBA foul. Um, they were really active. They're just so long. They, they're just, it just seemed like, you know, those things that like kids run through that have like those, those foam padded arms that they run through things like like a football practice sort of deal. That's what it felt like Bam was living with last night. Everyone from win, it was like eight arms were there just for him to run through. Like they, they did a really good job just smothering him around the basket. Yeah, I think that's that's another big takeaway from from this game is yeah, you know Bam got hurt and missed most of the second half, but when he was playing, the Lakers did a really good job yeah. on him. And again, not to simplify it because there's you know basketball is complex as we all know, <laughs> but this a lot of the series, I mean, a lot of people said it was going to come down to that matchup, Anthony Davis versus Bam versus Bam Adebayo, and it was. I mean, you look at the numbers; it's obvious Anthony Davis won the matchup in Game One. Uh, 34 points uh, you know they really Anthony Davis has had success against the Heat all year uh, I think every 
every game, in the three games they played, you know, they played each other. Anthony Davis has, I think it was averaging 29 points against the Heat this season entering uh, game one of the finals, and he got 34 uh, in game one. And then, you know, Bam Adebayo, eight points, zero assists. I, I just, I don't even remember a game he had zero assists. Uh, they did a really, really good job of kind of taking him off his usual spots and what he usually does. And, you know, knowing Bam, he's going to find a way to make an impact next game, a bigger impact, but um, that's concerning because... The Heat has not proven all year they have had an answer for Anthony Davis. And if they don't, again, this is not going to be a long series. Because, who does? Yeah. yeah. But who, I know who does, but he can't be getting 34 points and going 10 for 10 from the line. They, it just can't. I mean. Oh, you're right. He, he, their foul line defense was terrible last night. You can't let the Lakers shoot 93% from the line. you got to start throwing things at them. You have to. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and, and Bam has to at least – play him close to a push and I know it's that's asking a lot but he has to at least he has to at least get him get close and uh, you know obviously last night was not close um but yeah Anthony Davis can be going for 34 points on 21 shots and you know 10 for 10 from the line like make him earn his make him earn his points um and last night wasn't that was not the case yeah you know what Nate we haven't said yet guys what Duncan Robinson yeah 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 well, that's, yeah, that's going to be the thing if Goron is out is um, they're going to have to, I think, like kind of change the whole offensive identity um, in, a, in a lot of ways. You know, obviously, like you're, you're still looking to get threes for those guys. You're still going to do the Jimmy isolation stuff. But, um, you know, that pick and roll that was so good, um, you know, swung a couple of those Celtics games, either the Goron Bam pick and roll or the Tyler Bam pick and roll. But you don't have Goron out there. It's like. Kendrick Nunn's pretty good, but that's not his game. Like, you're not going to be able to bend the defenses in the same way um, that you were able to. Um, you know, Goran's your best. Him and Jimmy are, are really the only two guys, like, you feel totally good about them, like, taking their guy off the dribble and getting to the rim. Um, and you can kind of see, I think, in the first quarter that um, the Lakers were, you know, their their priority on those plays were, were bam. You know, they Goran was getting, you know, he got to the rim for a layup early. Um, you know, Jimmy was getting to the rim. Their priority was keeping Bam from getting, you know, getting those dives to the basket and, and getting those easy dunks um, or layups around the rim. Um, and if you don't have a guy like Goran who can make you pay for, you know, focusing on the on the dive guy, then you're going to have trouble scoring. They also did a really good job. I think you're right on the priority there. And by the way, I talked to a GM yesterday who made the argument to me that the Goron-Bam pick-and-roll is the best in the NBA. Yeah, it might be. I mean, Goron's as good a pick-and-roll player as there is. That that is his ultimate strength. Murray Jokic is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. That came up, too. The difference that this guy cited was that Goron actually uses the screen, whereas Jamal can just do... Right, that's true. Goron has to use the screen, and and he does does very well. They, They blitzed Duncan... Perfectly last night. I mean, and that's what, and the Celtics did that too at times. And then they got away from it at times, which was bizarre because it worked. And then they stopped doing it. Um, They were really good at just making Duncan, you know, take the ball out of his hands. I I, I haven't looked to see what his touches were, but. They weren't very much. For all the lists of disappointments last night for the Heat, you know, the 75 to 30 run. Goran getting hurt, Bam getting hurt, losing game one, blah, 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 blah. 
finding ways to get Duncan Robinson only three shots in 27 minutes had to be really high in Eric Spolster's list. And, and that's got to be something. I mean, you talked about changing the offensive identity. Um, I don't know if that's – I mean, it sounds rash, but when you think about it, it it's probably the move yeah. because they just it, – it, again, it's not one thing. There's not one thing why they lost the game. But if Duncan Robinson takes three shots tomorrow night and doesn't score again, they lose again. Right. I, I, and there's no way around that. They they need him. He him making shots is such a great story because you know the Heat love me. Look, I I think he's he's like the official raise the emotion, raise the mood guy. On the, like when he makes threes, that bench gets that bench lights up. It really does. But when he's also making threes. Teams have to guard him, and they have to guard him honestly. Right. And that's what allows Jimmy to do his thing. That's what allows Jay to get good looks on the other side. That's what allows Bam to move somewhat freely. I, I think you got to come out and just say, "Bleep it! We're going. We're going to take. We're going to take a million threes in the first quarter, and we're going to live or die with, with this. We're going to try to match your twos with our threes and see what happens. And, and if they get the Lakers to react first, they'll have a chance tomorrow night." Yeah. If they don't, if they only make 11 threes again, forget it. As yeah, you said, this sure. team won a lot of games with Kendrick Nunn as the starting point guard. And, you know, when that was the case, it was, you know, a lot more of the offense was running through Bam. You know, whether it was like him making passes out of the high post or, or a lot of that dribble handoff that we've still seen a lot of in the playoffs. But, you know, that was a go-to weapon for them a lot of the time in the regular season. Um, so, you know, they have options. Obviously, the, the stuff they were doing in the playoffs worked better than the stuff they were doing in the regular season. Um, when Goran was just pretty relentless at getting to the rim, but they have ways that they can win games, and you know they got to win four out of the next six, which is tough. But you know they won four out of six a lot of times in the regular season. Yeah, and can we say this too? I mean, the Heat have played some really good defenses in the playoffs. Uh, I think every defense they've faced so far has been in the top six, but the Lakers' defense is yeah. very. Very good. Like, uh, you know. Well, it's just the I length is different. The length is different. I mean, you have Anthony Davis, who's a defensive player of the year candidate, obviously. Um, LeBron James, who, when he wants to play defense, he's as good as anybody. Um, and they're just smart. Like, you could just see the way they were guarding Duncan. Like, it was perfect. And Tavis Caldwell Pope was basically on his hip the entire game. Um, they did as good of a job. It's one game, but they did as good of a job as guarding Duncan. Uh, that I've seen all season. It was, it was Amoeba defense last night. Yeah. Really was. Incredible. I mean, their energy until the fourth quarter. I mean, the fourth quarter, they let off the gas. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then Lebr- and, and that was perfect for LeBron because it gave him something to go yell at guys about before tomorrow night. Um, th- that defense in the first three quarters was, I mean, it, it was as good as I've seen a sustained defensive effort. I mean, in a weird way, God, I'm old. In a weird way, it reminded me of the night that Mario and um, Norris Cole stopped with Sanity. It was that sort of defense night. Yeah. It was, no, this ends now. And and I, that sort of sustained in your face as soon as you cross midcourt, every passing lane, every deflection, every everything, nothing easy. Um I think Anthony said it earlier, used the phrase earlier, you just got to tip your cap. You just got to tip your cap to the Lakers. They were so ready 
and everything went their way and nothing went Miami's way. Yeah. And they did it without fouling too, which is so important for the Lakers against the Heat and so impressive that they were able to play that level of defense with that physicality without fouling. And again, and again it's like you said, like there, it wasn't a poorly officiated game. It wasn't like there were plays where I was like, how could they not have called a foul there? They were just playing great defense. Um, and the fact they didn't foul made it even more impressive. Yeah, nobody in a finals game got more than three fouls. Like, it's weird in a way, but it, I, I think it just speaks to they, they let them play a little. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think anybody in the league is going to complain about being allowed to play. I mean, guys want a certain level of physicality. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was consistent. Um, I, I also thought that Josh Tivin was finally in a shirt that fit, so I was very happy about that. Good job on the NBA. But, um, you know, he's, he's one of those medium guys like Anthony. So, but it was, uh, it was, you know, I thought for a first time ref, I thought he did a pretty good job last night. Mark Davis is very, very solid. And I haven't forgotten the third, who was the third ref? Oh, Kane. Kane, Kane was the, uh, Kane was the, Kane was the other referee last night and just didn't, didn't get noticed at all. One thing I wanted to bring up with you guys, cause you were watching on TV and in the arena, I'm just used to it by now, but I wanted to know what was the reaction on TV or was there a reaction on TV because most most anthems here haven't been aired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Myers was trending last night, and it wasn't for not playing. <laughs> it was, you know, I think people had forgotten that he's been standing throughout because of, you know, his respect for the flag and respect for friends of his that are um, career military guys. Was that talked about on the broadcast at all? I know it was trending on social, but what was the reaction on the broadcast, if any? It wasn't, I don't know for. Forgive me uh, if I'm wrong. I, mean, I might have missed something, but I didn't hear anything about yeah, it. Like I, I, I noticed anything. that they showed the anthem, um, and on, and it's funny you say that he was trending. I, I noticed that as soon as the anthem finished playing, I look at I was looking at just like numbers. Like I can look at live readers on different stories, like how many readers are actively reading a story. And my two Meyer stories that I've written, like in the past few months, um, on him standing for the anthem and why he does it, were going crazy. Like just because. People were reminded again, or learned for the first time. Yeah, I was just saying it's the finals. A lot of people learned for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was it's it's funny you bring that up because I noticed that immediately. I was like, whoa, how did that just happen? And then I realized that they just showed the anthem. Kind of felt badly for him in a way. I mean, you know, his his teammates understand why he's doing it. Yeah, he has their support. You know, I, I think everyone knows Myers Leonard has has a really good heart you know you can agree with it you can disagree with it he stands by his he stands by his principles and his convictions and and by the way is i believe he's also written some checks that more than show that he's uh that that he and ellie are um all in on trying to change the world so i i felt badly that he was trending for the wrong reasons last night yeah and and, and really i mean this is not a political thing but like it just the people that would have an issue with that are probably don't know why he's doing it, you right. Know, right? Like, it, it, you, if you heard him on TNT explain it, like, so eloquently a few weeks ago, again, because he also explained it to you, Tim, uh, for the first seeding game. The TNT thing on 9-11. And did TNT thing on 9-11, like, I think you get it. Like, you understand the raw emotion behind kind of his decision. Um, and, and, again, the most important thing is his teammates – and, and the players in the league understand why he's doing it. 
and they respect him for it and they support him. So um, to me, you know, for him, I'm sure that's what matters the most. All right. Should we uh, wrap things up with, um, I guess, more formal, like, reassessment of this series? We've obviously been talking about all the reasons this is pretty dire for the Heat. But um, what, what, if any, are the ways the Heat that can win this series? And then I guess we'll finish with uh, – we'll redo our predictions at the end here. Um, Tim, I'll go to you first. What, I, I kind of agree with actually what you were saying. They just got to bomb threes. I, I think it's got to be kind of a kind – of not so much a chuck and duck approach, but, uh, you know, set the tone. I mean, you're not going to soften the, the Laker defense by running headfirst into it. You, you need to extend it and you extend that defense by making threes. Um, I know it's too simple an argument to make. And I know that if, if I presented it that way to Spo or if any of us did, we'd get, we'd get that look from Spo number one. And then Spo would tell us that you can't be one dimensional and he's right. Um, I just think it's, it's the quickest fix to their problems yeah. tomorrow night. It's the ultimate equalizer, the great equalizer, as they would say. It, it makes Frank Vogel think, and it changes what the Lakers do. And that's how you win games this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think threes are, as we said, entering game one, I think they're huge for the heat in this series. Like it's the equalizer. And also I would point to free throws. Like, yeah, the heat has to get that free throw number up. Like Anthony Davis can't finish with one foul. You have to try to not only get, these guys into foul trouble, so maybe they can't play that. They have to think before going up for that block attempt uh, or taking that charge, but you also have to get to the free throw line to get those relief points, and that heat, the Heat has been so good at that all season. I think they average the second most free throws in the league in the playoffs. Um, they ha- they can't, like, if you get outscored by 14 points by the Lakers at the free throw line, you're going to lose by a good amount. Um, that can't happen. So I would point to threes, Free throws, and obviously, you know, I don't know how much of this is in the Heat's control. I guess some of it is, but you can't have the Lakers shooting 40% on threes. That just, you know, again, if no matter what the Heat shoot, if the Lakers shoot 40% on threes, like, it's the, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, we basically, like, set it up at the top. But, like, the three things the Heat were good at in the regular season, like you said, they were second or whatever in, in free throw points from free throws. They lost that category. They were second in the league in three-point percentage. They lost that category, and, and the bench didn't show up. Um, so they got to fix basically everything for game two. Um, but I, I think if you don't have Goron at full strength, um, you know, we've, you, it, we haven't seen a team win a championship or even necessarily, like, get to the – I guess get to the brink of the championship. We've seen that. With, um, but we haven't seen a team get to the championship or even get to the finals doing the Rockets thing where you basically just play the numbers and, and shoot a bunch of threes. But we've seen teams get close and obviously win a lot of games doing that. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the Heat's strength. That's what they're best at is <laughs> getting shooting, basically. They're loaded with shooters, especially with Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, he's – you know, Goran's just probably just as good, if not better, shooter than him. But um, – he can do other things better than Kendrick can. Kendrick's going to get a lot of his points off of threes if he's playing. Um, I think that's got to be the whole game plan. Is is Like you're saying, Tim, you can't be one-dimensional, but in a lot of ways I think the end goal should be we've got to get a lot of our points from the perimeter. Um, 
you know, and some of that will happen by like posting, you know, by having Jimmy drive and kick out and by having Bam, uh, you know, fake a dribble handoff and go to the rim sometimes to keep him off, keep the defense honest there. But, um, yeah, they got to, they're going to have to score, you know, they, they're not going to win this series if they get outshot from three. I think it's simple as that. I, I think if they continue getting outscored by this much from the line and this much from the three-point line, yeah, they're going to lose games by about 18 points. Yeah, I would have told you that it was going to be a sweep with four blowouts if, if you told me that was like the, the – if you just showed me those three categories. I, I – they, they need – they just need something good to happen. <laughs> they need something to happen today or tomorrow. Yeah. Make a bunch of tomorrow, that's good. Find out that Goran isn't done for the series today, that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Find out that Bam's okay, that's great. Have Udonis, you know, light a building on fire or something. And, I mean, something good has to happen today. That's, 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 they just need, series are long and series are hard. And LeBron pointed out last night, series turn on a dime. They, they really do. Um, I can assure you, I mean, you all know this. I mean, Spo's not giving up. Um, that staff isn't giving up. Riles isn't giving up. Um, Jimmy's not going to give up. The one thing that I don't think we talked enough about leading into this series was I do think these guys who have waited a long time for their moment, like Jimmy, like Goran, I, I think they know that just because you get here once, it doesn't mean you're going to get yeah. back. Um, the East is going to be brutal next year. I mean, Kevin Durant's going to be in the East next year. Yeah. Um, the Celtics are going to be really good. I have a funny feeling that the Bucks are going to have an all-star point guard acquired in a trade this summer or this fall, I should say, maybe even this winter. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're going to be, they know that this is just because you're there now doesn't mean you're going to get back. Yeah. So any, any rallying the troops moment they can come up with, they're going to try it in the next 48 hours. Yeah. I mean, they'll have an, like, that Spo is, I think everyone agreed after that, that Celtics series, he's the best coach in the league. You know, he's going to have some game plan that, some wrinkle that, um, you know, maybe we've seen before, so it won't be totally unexpected, but something that will look much different than it did in game one. Like, it, Isn't it funny though, how the narrative changes so much? Like, Spo goes from the best coach in the league to Spo's terrible. Yeah. Tyler, Hero, Tyler Hero goes from the greatest player ever to... Yeah. Like seventy three different Tyler Heroes terrible stories out on Twitter today. Like we we yeah. live in a very reactive field. We we love to make snap judgments. On- well, that's what I was about to point out. Like it's just so funny how fast the narrative changed uh, from an hour before the game to an hour after the game. Like an hour before the game, it was like the Heat are going to get. You know, this is LeBron's worst nightmare. They're built like the two thousand eleven Mavericks. Like they're gonna they could they're the better overall team. The end of the game, oh, this is gonna be a sweep. Like, there's no chance. Well, yeah. How about how about the swing in three minutes of the first quarter? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah. like it just—they're outclassed. They have no chance. Like, it just—it's a mismatch. It's just so crazy how fast the narrative around a series can change, and it could change again tomorrow. I mean, it really—I mean, the Heat win tomorrow by double digits, and and then all of a sudden it's the Heat. The Heat culture is a long series. It's gonna be a long series. So. It's been one game. Again, the injuries again are concerning. That's the most important thing right now for the Heat. But um, it's one game. There's a long series left to play. 
All right. Um, should we make updated pr- predictions? Let's assume Goron. Let's assume Goron is playing, but not not typical Goron. Um, Anthony, you're the only one who picked the Lakers to win the series. Uh, you're looking pretty good right now. What, what's your updated prediction? Um, oh, man. I'm going to say Lakers. I, I think I picked Lakers in seven to start the series. Uh, I'm going to say Lakers. Man, I, I'm going to say Lakers in six. I think the Heat take a couple. I don't think the, I think the Lakers shooting is not going to be there. Obviously, like that again. I don't think this in this series, um, but I think there'll be some co- there'll be some cold games as well coming up, and he will win a few. So I'll say Lakers in six. Tim, I've watched a lot of ESPN this morning, so I'm going to say Lakers in one and a half. Um, either the trophy at, at halftime tomorrow night. Um, it, it's just really hard to see how the Heat win four out of six with a less than perfect Goran Dragic. Yeah. Um, just so hard to see. Um, I, I don't think they get swept. I I don't think. I, I think there will be a night where they make a bunch of threes. Yeah, um, it's hard to get swept now said, if you're good. Um, that, that, be, that being said, that number 23 gentleman uh, in the other locker room, he wants to go home. So perhaps don't get down 3-0 <laughs> because he wants to get out of here. So let's, let's, not, let's not think he's going to extend his stay any longer than necessary. I think they have a chance tomorrow night. I really do. Now, the Lakers are wearing the Mamba uniforms tomorrow night, and that just, I mean, seriously, that's like the Vice uniform for, for, for them. It, it just it raises their game. So the Heat are going into a total firestorm tomorrow night. They just are. Um, make a bunch of threes in one of these games. Like if, if they win tomorrow, they have a chance in the series. If they lose tomorrow, the series is over. Yeah, um, They're not winning four out of five. They got to win tomorrow to have a chance in the series. I, I think Spo knows that. I think Spo is going to empty the bucket on every idea that he has. I, I would say right now, assuming that there's no miracle for Goron, I think you have to say Lakers in five. But if they get tomorrow, again these these narratives hashtag narratives they can they can turn in a hurry. And you know, you got to get tomorrow though. You have to get game two. Yeah, I think I'll say Lakers in six, I guess. Although five wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, like you're saying, you know, the way the NBA is played right now, the Heat are going to have a game where they just go crazy from three and, and basically win based on that. Um, and, I mean, like I said, obviously, um, they looked really good in the fir- at the first six minutes of the game, basically. I know they won't have Goron, and Goron's a big part of that. But, you know, if you can get – keep Bam and, and Jimmy on the court together. I mean, Bam, a lot of what went wrong in the first half was after he got his second foul. That was kind of when it really got away from the heat. Um, so if those guys are on the court and healthy, they're not going to get blown out like that again, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I'll say Lakers and six. All right. Anything else before we uh, finish up here? We, we obviously don't know the result today yet from Wrigley. But let's just assume that Sixto got it done. <laughs> um, how awesome is that? How awesome is it that right now in, in, uh, in our city, we've got an NBA Finals. We've got, well, not in our city, you know what I mean. Yeah. An NBA Finals team 
the Marlins are going to win the World Series because they're in the playoffs. The yep. In the playoffs, they're going to win the World Series. The Canes are a top 10 team. They just scored on Florida State again. Um, you know, they get the showdown with Clemson in a week and a half. I really like what the Panthers did. Um, just how neat is it right now to be in to be a fan in Miami? Yes, last night stunk. I get it. I feel for Miami fans, and I know they're not taking it well today. I see the tweets too. But um, look at what we've been through this year. Look at what the world's been through this year, and the fact that we can think about all these sports happening and not worry about the world that's around us. Kind of a neat time in Miami right now. Yeah, after after the past five, really, uh, other than the big three, like 10, 15 years. Uh, the past five months or past six years. Yeah, yeah right. It, like, it's just been, yeah, this is this has been a long time coming. And even the Heat, like, you point out the Heat and people are upset today. Like, big picture, the Heat don't win another game this season. This has been an incredibly successful Heat season. Like, I don't know how anybody could argue that. Um, obviously, you don't want to get swept, but. Come on, perspective here, guys. Like, they're in the NBA Finals as the five seed. This wasn't supposed to happen. So I think we all got to, you know, once done, I think it'll be easier to kind of see that. But we have to remember that. This is, this wasn't supposed, they weren't supposed to be here. All right, let's finish up there. Um, Tim, thanks as always for coming on with us. Uh, you can follow Tim on Twitter at by Tim Reynolds. He is in the bubble and beautiful like Buena Vista. So he's got all your uh, boots-on-the-ground coverage you want of the Heat uh, up there in Central Florida. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, go to MiamiHerald.com because, as uh, we were just saying, there's a lot of sports happening in, in Miami. And, um, you know, the, the Heat lost a finals game, but the Marlins won yesterday. Although they, they, we don't know about Starling Marte, I guess, either. So they've got their own injury problems. Um, subscribe to the damn paper. Subscribe yeah. to paper. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Tim's stories are in there. Probably. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, guys. And uh, we will talk to you uh, next week, probably. Early next week, I guess. We'll, we'll see how this finals is going. Figure out when we're going to come back on.